What is the billion soul harvest? Is there another Pentecost on the horizon? Will Jesus return in 2033? Will all people have an encounter with Jesus by then? All this and more on this episode of Churchpreneurs. Let's get this. Churchpreneurs Podcast. My name is Richard Moore. I'm your host and informant for everything church, theology, and faith-related. In this podcast, I talk about everything that's moving me in relation to church and theology, hopefully to empower you in your ministry, church, Bible study, theological understanding, and most importantly, your personal growth in Christ. Today, I thought I'd take some time to do sort of a reaction video. Um, It's not a full reaction video because I have prepared, um, but uh, I want to um, uh, react to an event that I've been getting uh, lots of information about in my inbox. Um, It's uh, the Amsterdam 2023 conference. Um, It's taking place right in my backyard. I'm a minister and and, uh, missionary in Germany. And uh, this event is going to be taking place in uh, Amsterdam. I believe it's June. We'll find all that details out as we react to this uh, event and try to uncover, go behind the curtain, as it were, of what this event's about and who's going to be there and all this stuff. So um, I wanted to just jump into it. It's supposed to be a very, very huge event. Um, We'll get into some of the details of it right now. Um, So I wanted to just like look at it, look at all the things that will be behind it, speakers, events, and everything, um, and then go behind the curtain. So without further ado, let me uh, whirl up my desktop machine here. I've got it on my other monitor. And um, we're going to go to Amsterdam2023.com. That's the event website. And so here we are. Um, Looks pretty slick. Um, And yeah, so... um, 2023, everyone, a new era of evangelism. Register now. And uh, just a real highlight here, I'll highlight in the corner, Empower, Empowered 21. So I'm registered with Empowered 21 and their email. I get their typical emails and they've been flooding my inbox with all the speakers who are going to be at this event. Some of the speakers caught my eye. And um, so I was like, whoa, okay, um, this is what this event's about. So let me jump down here and we can have a look at this video. Let's just go for it. All right, so can we reach the world for Jesus in this decade? Let's have a look. I hear the burden of heaven, looking for the one, longing for the person that doesn't know Jesus. And I hear God say... All right, so just real quickly, I think uh, uh, Billy Wilson is the president or or the... Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't have a ton to do with Oral Roberts University, but I think he is the president... Um, of Oral Roberts University. Please, someone correct me or tell me who he is in the comments. I'm going to live stream this, so please interact with me. Um, And uh, I'm recording this ahead of time so I can edit and stuff, but uh, please help me out. I think that's who that is. Um, I just did some real quick surface 
uh, research for this thing. I didn't do a ton of research. I know the people I'm talking about. I don't know much about him. And so I will admit, I think, uh, but I think Oral Roberts has a lot to do with this organization. So let's play it further. Whom shall I send? Amsterdam 2023. I think it's going to take place I'm in the Olympic you know Stadium. Time. What is it that you want me to do today? What's your order for this day? How can I serve you today? And I think the voice that was just speaking is Christine Kane. I'm not sure that Australian accent sort of a giveaway. Uh, Christine Kane is a speaker at this coming event, and we'll see that later. But uh, yeah, here we've got some speakers already on this lineup here. So. That looks like Cindy Jacobs. Uh, of course, they're laying hands on people then as well. Um, experience the Holy Spirit. Because you have to experience the Holy Spirit. Just make sure that everybody's clear on that. Um, that's what he's there for, to experience him. I hope you can sense my sarcasm. <laughs> Reaching everyone requires everyone. Okay. I know some people point to the past and they look for the greats of old, but God didn't choose them for now. He chose you. All right. So I don't know. I don't recognize that last voice. Um, but yeah, so that's their promo video. Now we're going to scroll down to the speakers and we're just going to go right through this. So we've got uh, on the first, I'm going to go through the first line. This is kind of a cool graphic they've got there. That's pretty, pretty cool. Um, I have to admit, that's a cool website. Their website's all solid. So we're going to go through this first line here, the lineup here, and they're going um, from my my left to right. So I'm just going to start. I don't know who that guy is. Paul Aderfassen, E.A. Adaboye. He is um, the redeemed Christian church of God in Nigeria. He claims to have 5 million congregants in his church. He is an apostle, a well-known apostle in the movement. Um, Holly Pivik, Doug Guyvett in their book, um, uh, the new apostolic reformation question mark. Um, they definitely uh, highlight him and he claims himself to be an apostle. I think he even titles himself in places as an apostle, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, so here we go. So we're back to Ia Adeboye, Stephen Christensen, Anik, I don't know who they are, Timothy Cho, I don't know who that is, Peter Cho. Uh, so some of you guys will know these people. I, I don't know them. I, I, I'm going to admit I don't know many of them. Sebastian Carnival. Let's see. Uh, Christine Kane. Uh, Christine Kane is uh, certainly the um, from Hillsong and has many Bethel connections. The last sermon I saw from her actually was at Bethel. She has some really crazy ideas on the anointing. So she was speaking at Bethel on the anointing. So Bethel Church is deeply, deeply um, involved in this event. And you'll see how further on. Um, here we go. Second line. I'm going to move on for time's sake. Because um, we're already eight minutes in here. Uh, I don't know any of these names here. Let's see. Tim Enlow. There's Russell Evans of Planet Shakers. Uh, Planet Shakers is definitely um, an apostolic NAR church. Um, Russell Evans definitely sees himself as an apostle. And uh, yeah, so um, yeah, that's him. Let's see who else we got here on the second row. Um back through let's go back through clayton combs combs brian cormier i don't know these names uh ben elmore 
Yeah, Russell, back to Russell Evans. Okay. Um, oh, then there's Ben Fitzgerald. Ben Fitzgerald is the founder of Awakening Europe, and he's the newly installed pastor and anointed as the leader of G5 Church, which has now changed its name to Awakening Church. And as soon as they installed him as the pastor a year later, um, they left the free evangelical denomination in Germany. And uh, so they are definitely NAR. Ben Fitzgerald is a uh, trained at BSSM. He's done all three years, I believe, and was knighted afterwards at his graduation and is a sent missionary from uh, from Bethel. Um, and many of the awakening pastors or awakening staff members are um, ordained at Bethel um, in 2020. So that's him. Uh, then Claudio Fritzon, I don't know how exactly how you say his name, um, but he's definitely of the uh, Latin American uh, uh, apostolic networks. Let's see. Um, yeah, that's that second row. Okay. We'll move on quick for time's sake here. Um, then we've got, uh, here on this next row up at the top, Daniel Kalenda, um, Daniel Kalenda, uh, I'm just going to come out right out and say it. He calls critics of the NAR incels. So I've been a critic since about 2017. I wrote my book uh, called Divergent Theology. Um, and so I'm an incel. Um, and I actually had to look that up. When I heard that um, on a podcast that he did maybe a year ago, I don't exactly know when the podcast was, but Daniel Kalenda did a podcast where he named people who are um, critics, uh, incels, sitting in their mother's, uh, their mom's basement, eating pizza and playing Call of Duty. Um, I have... I can't remember the last time I played Call of Duty. Um, <laughs> I can't remember when I last time I've been at my my mom's. Actually, I've been in Germany for nine years. Uh, two years ago, I was at my folks' house uh, visiting in America. Um, and yeah, I do like pizza though. So <laughs> I'm uh, an incel, involuntary celibate. If you don't know what that term means, I didn't know what it meant. I had to look, go look it up. And so, but I have three kids uh, with my wife of nearly twenty years. So. Um, yeah, um, he's wrong about that. So I am not an involuntary celibate, um, which is what that means. Then, uh, so we've got, uh, Daniel Kalenda there and then, oh, Bill Johnson is as well a speaker at this event. Um, Cindy Jacobs and their buds, Cindy Jacobs and Bill Johnson both understand themselves as apostles in the movement. Shayan has called Bill Johnson on more than one occasion, an apostle of Northern California, where they are in Redding, California. And um, yeah, in his book, uh, Bill Johnson, uh, Modern Day Apostles, I'm sorry, Shayan's book, Modern Day Apostles, he writes the foreword for that book, Bill Johnson, and says that Shay is an apostle in the movement. Then Shay returns the favor and calls him the apostle of Northern California. And the reasoning he gives for that is because um, every time... Shay goes to uh, to Northern California to Reading. There's a new Starbucks, so um, that's the reasoning why Bill Johnson is an apostle because they're just lifting up Reading so wonderfully. Um, sense my sarcasm again, yeah. So here, that's that row. Then, um, yeah. Let's see, Daniel Kalenda, Cindy Jacobs. Oh, I wanted to say something about Cindy Jacobs. She is one of the largest uh, parts of the NAR. She, according to Shay On, received the mantle. Um, of leading the NAR from C. Peter Wagner. Uh, she leads the Apostolic Council of Prophetic Elders, which produces a document yearly, which is called the Word of the Lord. Um, now, they say they're not writing scripture, but 
Um, I mean, what else do we need to say? Like they call their prophetic document that they write every year, the word of the Lord. So when you have prophets in the Old Testament, the, it would say, the prophet would say, the word of the Lord came to Amos, the son of this, this and so forth and so on. That is scripture, people. Um, so don't kid yourself. These people are, are, you know, they say and they're not writing scripture, but they are. They're writing scripture, um, or at least their word. I mean, God is speaking to them. God is speaking to them, giving them prophetic utterances to pass on to you as God's word. So I'll just let you kind of stew on that for yourselves. All right. So then we've got um, uh, on the second line, let's go up one line here. These are all this, you know, this graphic just keeps rolling. So I got to kind of roll with it. Um, let's see here on the next line. Do I know anybody? Um, LaDonna Osborne. I don't know. Chris Overstreet. Chris Overstreet uh, was the evangelism pastor at Bethel. I don't know if he's still there, um, but he's been in many documentaries kind of describing how they go on the street, and that's evangelism. So power evangelism, where you try to heal people, you go and do, um, you go and do treasure hunts. Bethel stu students uh, from Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, they'll go out in the street, and they'll do treasure hunts where they go and try to get impressions from people and go see if they find anybody with a blue shirt and crutches at a Starbucks. Um, and then they go try and touch them and heal them, and that's power evangelism to them. That's um, them saying uh, they've received Christ, basically. So if they received healing, they have received Christ. God loves you. He's got a wonderful plan for your life, man. Just, you're awesome. Go be cool, man. And uh, that's power evangelism to them. But that's not evangelism. We know that uh, the gospel has not been preached when they just preach healing or they just try to heal somebody. All right, so let's move on to the next line here. Let's see who's here. Um, we've got... Joshua Paluski, Colin Pye, I don't know any of these. Um, Kevin Palau, uh, it might be the uh, relation to Luis Palau, who's a wonderful evangelist. I really respect Luis Palau. And so some of these names actually um, are people that are relatively mainline, some of them maybe, Palau, um, and we'll see that they partner with Palau Ministries. Um, and then, um, yeah, but but I don't know anybody from any kind of really conservative denomination that I've seen here. Um, so on that line, I don't see anybody else that I'm recognizing. Um, so let's move down to this. Well, there you go, Todd White. He's right there. Todd White, of course, is um, uh, the uh, known for his leg lengthening shtick. Um, he, he's been been in many different places claimed himself to be in, in several different places sorry he's claimed himself to be a new breed of christian um and he comes very 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 close to teaching and the belief uh, teaching and the belief of sinless perfectionism i mean he he's a new breed though so he kind of um yeah if anybody gets close to sinless perfectionism it's todd white for sure so um he teaches also a kenosis christ just like um Bill Johnson, Bill Johnson believes that Jesus uh, laid aside his divinity um, to do his miracles, at least to do his miracles. Jesus had to be only man in his belief and his understanding. And uh, so that's a kenosis Christ. Um, just like the rest of the people in AR, probably you ask any of these people who are on this, on this uh, docket here, if they believe that Jesus did his miracles as God, they'd probably say no. Um, 
and uh, and or that he laid aside his divinity in some way or another. Um, Jesus had to not be God some in some way to not to be able to do this. Anyways, so let me just say this as a side note about the canonic uh, theology. Anyone who says, teaches, or believes that Jesus divested himself of his deity in any way or at any time places themselves and their teaching outside of Christian orthodoxy, period. Jesus was always God. He never ceased to be God. He just took on flesh. Blessed addition. (laughs) He added flesh to his nature. Um, So, okay, let's move on to uh, the other people here on this line here. uh, Jean-Luc Trachel was recently at Bethel. And uh, he's well known here in um, in in Europe, um, in the French speaking world, especially uh, Switzerland. He spoke at Bethel recently. Um, had Benny Hinn on his program, um, and has a healing ministry in Switzerland. So um, he's one to be avoided as well, in my opinion. He has partnered deeply with uh, people like Benny Hinn and, and and the like. So we've got Ed Stet- Ed Stetzer there. He's scrolling by uh, as we as we speak there. Um, I, I used personally, uh, I have personally uh, really uh, benefited from Ed Stetzer's missiological work over the years. I have to uh, really appreciate it very much. Um, his involvement, however, in this program, whether or not he knows about the other teachers, shows that he has very little discernment, particularly theological discernment, um, which gives me great pause um, at his ministry. Um, I'm very sorry that he's involved himself in this event. Um Sometimes people choose which bedfellows uh, they want to have uh, in the accomplishment of a task. So maybe he's thinking about this very pragmatically. I'm not sure. Um, but just involving himself in this uh, for the ends of the, to the ends of the Great Commission fulfillment um, is not a, a, good, a good reason. This by itself is very problematic. If the people uh, who are our teachers here at this event... Um, teach another gospel. Um, it, it won't even work pragmatically because uh, you can't be involved because they don't teach the correct gospel. So if you are having preachers preach at this event and they're preaching a false gospel, those people who would believe, possibly believe in Christ, are believing in a false gospel. They've accepted a false gospel and they can't be saved by a false Christ. So... Um, this is very problematic for me. Um, yeah, who else here on this line? Um, we got John Lutacho. I already talked about him. Um, Matthias Vandersteen. Um, he was he here right here. He preached at um, the uh, last Awakening Europe event in 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 the Netherlands. Um, he's also deeply deeply involved. Uh, Arlene Westerhoff. She has also um, been on. Um, Shayan's program quite often. Uh, she calls she is an NAR prophet. She calls herself a prophet, um, and so they're deeply, deeply partnered with with Shayan. Um, I think on this line, Brother Yoon was there. If he's coming back, um, <laughs> Brother Yoon, I've just only watched a few things on him, um, but every time I hear him teach, his story changes. Um, you know how he was freed out of prison and this, that, and the other thing. And um, it it has been his story has been dis- debunked and disavowed by Chinese pastors um, and the ch- Chinese pastors who he claims he has connection with. 
Um, people then who introduce him, typically people introduce him as um, and claim that he has oversight uh, of leadership over one million Christians in China. I find this very, very hard to believe uh, since he's never in China. Um, he's always speaking at events like this. So in the last, I'm going to say the last three years, he's been consistently on the NAR speaking circuit. Um, you, you can't have leadership oversight and pastoral leadership and shepherding 1 million people and never see them. I think he actually lives in Germany now, um, in Frankfurt area. So, um, I believe I'm afraid he's a fraud and maybe the whole of his story is fabricated. Um, just saying. I, th there's no really way to, to prove that necessarily. I've seen several websites of, and it's all in Chinese, of course. I can't read any Chinese. Um, so I think he's fabricating his story. Anyways, all right. So let's move on down the slide here. We have those speakers and we have the worship. Uh, of course, I don't recognize many of those. Dunami worship, um, upwicking band. That's probably Dutch something. Loft worship. I've heard of them. Um, yeah, these are probably all Planet Shakers. There's Planet Shakers. You've heard of them. They are for sure, um, Russell Evans's church and uh, definitely NAR. All right, so yeah, music. All right, so <laughs> I noticed this. There are, I think I did the math, and I think there are 75 speakers at this event. 75 for a four-day event. Let's just look real quick. Day one is nine to nine. Day two is also nine a.m. to nine p.m. Uh, day three is nine a.m. to uh, 10.30 p.m. after the Holy Spirit late night, just in case you want to get your Holy Spirit on. Um, and then, uh, sorry for the mocking. That is so awful. But this movement, I believe, makes a mockery of the Holy Spirit. Our Holy Spirit is holy. He's So I feel even really bad in saying that. I apologize. But uh, the Holy Spirit is holy. He's not to be made a mockery of like this movement does. Sorry. So they get, after the Holy Spirit night, um, 10.30, you can go home. And then they have day uh, four, 9 a.m. to 12, citywide outreach. And then 1 to 9.30, a rally and commissioning service. Um, I guess some of the speakers will rally and commission these people. Anyway, so I thought 75 speakers. I did the math. That's like each speaker has like point uh, six, six tenths of an hour. <laughs> so, or, you know, not, a half, not even a half an hour. Um, they have a little more than half an hour if they're really putting them back to back to back and speak. And they're actually speaking. Now they probably have breakout sessions. Not everybody's speaking from the main stage probably, but that's a lot of speak and more speakers and details and events, um, coming soon. So they've got more people they're lining up. Wow. Anyways. Okay. So I thought that's a lot to pack in into four days, but they just, yeah, it's the same old, same old stuff in these, in these meetings. Um, decade of evangelism, the vision stands on the shoulders of giants. So they, they, they lump Billy Graham and Oral Roberts and Reinhard Bonnke in the same category. <sighs> Reinhard Bonnke, um, the entire continent of Africa during his ministry. He preached a false gospel of signs and wonders 
that you can be healed and that people in Africa preying on the poor people of Africa who needed some miracles. And John Piper spoke on this, um, that he abhorred the, the prosperity gospel for this very reason, because they're exporting this stuff to Africa, to the poorest of the poor in the world. And um, I just have, you know, they're, they're apples and oranges. Sorry, Billy Graham, Reinhard Bakke, and Oral Roberts are not in the same ballpark, especially theologically. Some may disagree with me. Some may not like Billy Graham either, but okay. All right. <laughs> I made my point. Here come the partners. Now, I want to point these out. Um, these are the partners. So we've got Empowered 21. This is the organization we're going to look into now. And I'm sorry, we're 26 minutes in. I'm trying to go fast. Assemblies of God, Luis Palau, sadly, I just thought, oh boy. Europe shall be saved. I will point this out in a moment. Planet Shakers um, is, the, of course, the uh, Russell Evans and uh, Samaritan's Purse. I found that sad. And One Hope, uh, Billy Graham Association, and others that are relatively more mainline. But of course, you notice no organizations are partnered here that aren't let's say, on the, um, on the conservative evangelical spectrum. I don't see any anyways. Um, so maybe hit me up. I don't know. I, I just They're not there to me. Um, evangelism Explosion, my brother did the Evangelism Explosion, but he preached the true gospel on the beach with children over a summer doing Bible clubs and stuff like this. So, yeah, I don't know what happened to them in the meantime, but... Uh, yeah, that's evangelism explosion. All right, so I want to point out Europe shall be saved as an organization here. Here I've got their thing open, and here are the partners. So I'm going to scroll up. This is Europe shall be saved homepage. Europe shall be saved uh, teams under their teams section, and I've got highlighted the people who are part partners and supporters have begun to connect the vision, and they simply stand with ESBS. Heidi Baker, Reinhard Bonnke, who's passed away, Daniel Kalenda, Ben Fitzgerald, Todd White. Uh, Matthias Kuhn, David Wagner, um, Marcus Wentz, Tim Eldridge, let's see, names you would, might know. Those first names are all part of the NAR. Werner um, Lehmann, see if I can find Thierry and Monique here. I'm, I'm going to slide through here so you can see my, where I'm at. Um, Carlos, P Leo Bigger, he's the ICF. He claims himself to be an apostle as well. And he's also, he was a speaker slated. He claims that... Um, Lately, I've seen he claims that when he wherever he goes, heaven goes with him, sort of like an apostle. He takes, I mean, apostles take um, take heaven with them. So um, let's see here. Let's see if we can find some of the other ones that I know are in it. Um, they have princes, the Prince of Prussia, or something like that. I don't know who these people are, but um, professor of Catholic theology. Notice nobody from the conservative. Um, or even mainline evangelical denominations. Father, blah. Let's see. Stacy and Wesley Campbell. She's the shaking prophet who shakes her head. And uh, there's so many famous videos of her out there where she's just shaking and going on. She's got blonde hair and just she looks like really wild when she goes on and shakes. That's her. Let's see here. Pete Gregg. Jeremy Riddle um, of Bethel Music. There he is being highlighted as of Bethel Music. He's not with them anymore. He is, um, I believe, um, Vineyard Sacramento. Um, oh, we've got um, we've got Papa Bill, Bill Johnson uh, of of Bethel Church. Danny Silk, who wrote um, uh, uh, the book Culture of Honor. 
um, in which basically you got to honor your apostles and prophets and honor those who've come before you in the generals and stuff like that. Let's see here. Who else is in here? Um, uh, Banning Liebshire, Jesus Culture, who was previously at Bethel, of course. Um, yeah, so I'm just going through names. I'm sorry if you don't know who these people are. I'm just, I'm so into the movement. I know all these people, these names and know these people. Um, I'm trying to just make connections for you that show you um, that these, uh, these, these organizations are new apostolic reformation organizations. They are deeply, deeply partnered. Um, and uh, Vineyard Movement Australia, let's see. Yeah, okay, so. Europe shall be saved as a partner. We see it here, boom, in the corner, bottom left corner. Europe shall be saved. This is their website. Europe shall be saved. Home. Europe shall be saved. Uh, together for millions of the blah blah blah. This is the Europe shall be saved website. All right, um, moving on. So it looks like Empower Twenty One believed that there will be another Pentecost in twenty thirty three, um, that they are preparing for and preparing for the return of Jesus. Um, by by doing that. And the NAR has a prevalent idea that is called the Seven Mountain Mandate uh, the, or the Seven Spheres of Influence, uh, which teach that the church should move into the seven spheres of culture and spread the dominion of Jesus by taking back territory that Satan usurped in the fall, the fall, Adam's fall, uh, the fall of man, fall into sin. Uh, the seven mountains are government, media, family, business, education, church, and the arts. I got seven fingers over here. So, Once these seven spheres are neatly controlled by the church, only then will Christ return to a victorious bride. Um, and that's uh, quoted, you know, there, there's, it's over and over again seen in, their, in the teaching uh, from C. Peter Wagner, who was the person who coined the term, the New Apostolic Reformation, on down to today. Um, and Empower 21 holds the Seven Mountain Mandate. So we, we see that here. Let's have a look at their Seven Mountain Mandate. It's all the way down at the bottom of this page um, on About. And I've highlighted it here. It says, form and serve a global network for next generation leaders who are empowering future generations in every segment of society, including church, family, government, business, education, arts, entertainment, sports, and media. So that's Seven Mountain Mandate language, clear and simple. Um, so they teach it, hold to it, and that's the that's one of some of their main main points. So let's have a look now um, at. Uh, they also have this odd sort of uh, thought that that there's going to be a, a another Pentecost. I don't know necessarily where that how they perceive that here it says right here our vision that every person on earth would have an authentic encounter with Jesus Christ through the power and presence of the Holy Spirit by Pentecost 2033 um, it seems uh, like they're not interested in people having a, a saving encounter which is interesting with Jesus but rather an NAR-ish encounter full of emotions which is not a true encounter uh, and furthermore it's a false gospel a person cannot be saved by an encounter with Jesus alone. One must repent and place their faith in Jesus and his saving work on the cross to be saved. His atonement is key in the gospel. If you don't preach that, then you have a nice encounter, a wonderful emotional feeling with Jesus um, at this event, 
um, Amsterdam 2023, 20, but you're not saved. So people actually have a false hope, possibly. It also seems here that they're teaching that there's a second Pentecost in 2023 coming. So it says by Pentecost 2033, that every person they're hoping that their vision there, that every person will have an encounter with Jesus by the time 20, by the Pentecost is coming in 2033. They need to clarify that. I doesn't say exactly, but it seems like they're expecting another Pentecost. This is often repeated in the NAR uh, that another Pentecost is coming on the horizon. It's always on the horizon, you know, Um, and um, there's people who've prophesied another Pentecost. And I'll just give you a quick blurb of Bob Jones in the book, The Physics of Heaven. This was uh, recently covered by Mike Winger on his podcast, and he called it all sorts of names. Um, said it was evil and wicked and that Bethel needed to repent for writing such a book because it is a Bethel book, uh, by the way. It's it's a Bethel-approved book, right? There is a seal of approval. And uh, so Bob Jones in his chapter, <laughs> you, you're not going to guess the title of the chapter. It's pretty awesome. It's called Vibrating in Harmony with God. We should just have a reading hour with the physics of heaven. <laughs> it's very entertaining. He teaches that there's a second Pentecost that's coming. Um, here, let's um, let's see. In this chapter, written with interviews, Bob Jones shares that God is beginning to breathe on his people again to prepare us for the second Pentecost that tunes us and brings us in harmony with God. So let me just read a few excerpts from this chapter. It's very interesting. When God breathes on a thing, it smells like apples. It says in Song of Solomon 7-8, and his breath smells like apples. I've smelled apples in meetings several times before, so I believe God is getting ready to breathe on us the the ruach, and we need to know that his breath smells like apples. Stop everything and let that breath come on you. So um, that's (laughs) um, part of the teaching. Uh, There's this new breath coming. There's this new Pentecost. All right. Then he says, when we vibrate, I think it's opening a portal. The Old Testament speaks of windows or doors into heaven, and there are 300 of them. Bet you didn't know that. That's new. 300 portals to heaven. To me, they're like a a funnel or a portal. There are 28 of them in the New Testament. Um, Yeah. I'm surprised. I didn't know that there were 300 of them. So can all of us fit through those 300? portals only when we go to heaven. All right. So he says further, we're being prepared for the priesthood of Melchizedek and not only to be the holy, to be holy priests, but also Kings living stones united together, vibrating together. No, I'm sorry, Bob. There is only one priest in the order of Melchizedek. His name is Jesus Christ. He is the order of Melchizedek. No one his equal. And He holds that eternal priesthood. We don't share in it. We are priests in, you know, priests and kings, made priests and kings, but Jesus Christ is in the order of Melchizedek, an eternal priest forever, none his equal. Sorry, Bob, you're wrong. The Bible does not confirm you in your false teaching. So he's a false prophet. Bob Jones is a false prophet. He's a false teacher. He has... Um, 
prophesied that uh, when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, that there would be a um, that there would be a, a great harvest, a, a billion soul harvest. And I'm afraid that hadn't quite happened yet. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl, and that's been several years ago. And so, um, still waiting on that prophecy to come true. Um, that makes him a false prophet. Um, and then he also had women uh, in pro- private prophetic meetings disrobe for him to prophesy over them uh, uh, naked in their uh, Eve-like estate uh, or the Eve-like uh, uh, situation. Yeah, he's a false prophet, a sexual predator, and all the things like that. So they base this movement bases their their vision on a false prophecy by Bob Jones found in the book, the physics of heaven. He said, there's another Pentecost coming. There's a billion soul harvest, um, uh, that's coming. And, um, yeah. So moving on on the same page, they describe mission, uh, their mission empower, uh, 21 is the organization we're looking at now who is putting on this event, Amsterdam, 2023, Empower 21's mission vision. Here we go. Um, mission Empower 21 will help shape the future of the global spirit empowered movement through the world by focusing on crucial issues facing the movement and connecting generations for the in, intergenerational blessing and impartation. These are keyword NAR keywords. So, um, C. Peter Wagner said that he um, um, stopped working at Biola and at Talbot Seminary. And uh, moved to create his Wagner Leadership Institute, where he said the main mode of education will be impartation. So people with the apostolic anointings, um, prophetic anointings will come and be teachers at this institution, and they will impart their gifts of the apostolic and the prophetic to the people who would be students. And so this is um, Wagner paradigm. Uh, a Wagner model of impartation. So they impart the the gifts, the apostolic, and the ability to bring in that billion soul harvest. So here we go. Let's move on. Meet our global leaders. Um, yeah, let's scroll down here. Um, then we have the goal, the seven mountain mandate. Great. So that's that page. Um, yeah, um, I want to look at one more thing I've got up here as a tab. Here's the Global Council. So I recognize some faces on this Global Council. Uh, Cindy Jacobs, she is, um, again, of the International Council of Apostolic uh, Elders, if, if that's the correct name. I'm trying to remember the name here. Let me, let me scroll back up to my notes. Um, Cindy Jacobs, where was she? I think I'd said it earlier in the show today. Yeah, she's um, leads the Apostolic Council of Prophetic Elders. And they produce, I said earlier, uh, the document called The Word of the Lord every year. So that's Cindy Jacobs. Let's see if I see anybody else that I recognize here on this. But as we scroll down into the picture, I think that might be Daniel Kalenda in the background. I'm not sure. It's not real clear. I don't know any of those. I, th- I think other people have pointed out to me and sent me this link and saying, hey, Richard, uh, these are some people. I don't know all of them on this page. So forgive me. Here, we'll scroll down to people I do know. So here's Ia Araboye. Um, he is, again, I mentioned him earlier in the show, Heidi Baker. Um, let's see who else here. Andy Bird. Andy Bird, I believe, is connected with Bethel. I think he might even be a youth guy or, or children's or something like that. Let's see here. Christine Kane. Boy, that last sermon I heard by her at Bethel was a train wreck of terrible hermeneutics and exegesis of the Bible and a terrible explanation of 
what the anointing is. Um, yes, let's see here. So Russell Evans of Planet Shakers, I've mentioned him already. Um, I don't, I'm not I'm not recognizing all these people. I'm sure some of y'all all would recognize them. Claudio Fritzon, he's um, Latin American explosion and the Holy Ghost fire. Every time I see him, he just screams into the microphone, fire, fire, fire. So that's another interesting thing. You'll probably get that a few times from some of these speakers. The more emphatic they get, the the more they'll kind of raise the the volume into their microphone. And then that's supposed to be the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, so here we go. Let's go down here. Uh, there's Bill Johnson as well. Again, Bill Johnson teaches a canonic theology. He's very, he, he's a false teacher. I mean, um, that that's just plain and simple. It's hard to, uh, he actually just said recently at a event that his uh, students at BSSM have to fail three times in prof prophecy before they can even move on to the second and third year as third year students. They have to fail in prophecy. That is, I mean, it, what else can you say? I mean, prophets don't fail. If they're hearing from God, if they're speaking for God as his mouthpiece, as a prophet of God, thus saith the Lord, they don't fail. Period. End of the score. End of the story. Cindy Jacobs. Um, but these guys, side note, they fail all the time. Their prophecies have failed, failed and failed and failed. COVID, uh, the presidential election in the last years was a was a big bump in the road for them. But they they actually moved on pretty well. Um, <laughs> they didn't they didn't get too hurt by the whole thing um, somehow. They were just failures left and right in their prophetic utterances those years. Cindy Jacobs again here. Um, uh, uh, Marlon Hickey. That's interesting. Um, let's see here going down Daniel Kalenda again, I guess these are all on the, on the, um, let's see, scroll up our leaders. So this is empower 21's leadership council. Um, here we go going down here. Some of y'all recognize these people. I don't, I don't recognize, I don't recognize them. Ron Lutz, uh, from back in the day, I thought the guy had gone to prison or something because of his boot camp or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he got, he made it back into the into the limelight. There you go. Robert Morris of Gateway Church. I don't know much about Gateway Church. I'm learning um, as we go, um, but interesting. Yeah, Phil Pringle, also an apostle of C3 Church in Australia. I've come to know him a little bit more lately, um, and the Australian brothers and sisters down there uh, struggling to fight the fight against uh, Hillsong and C3 and all those others. Um, Gordon Robertson, the son of Pat Robertson. Uh, funny enough, um, yeah, I won't say that story. That that's that's a story for another time. But all right, so here we go. Um, and then Jean Luc Tracha, I know him. Yeah, so these are their leader. This is their leadership. Um, and I mean, it's fully NER. I don't see one single name on this leadership um, that would indicate mainline evangelicalism. These guys are NAR, um, extreme, extreme side of the NAR perspective. Uh, they believe they're apostles. Um, yeah, at a boy right at the top. I mean, he's the apostle of the largest church in the world. Five million congregants, he claims. So, man, I think I made a pretty decent case that this event should be marked and avoided and not attended. Please do not attend it. There's not a single mainline evangelical teacher appearing at this event. Um, the people who I did point out are enough for you to stay away. Uh, at least half of them, I could say, are unequivocally part of the NAR, the New Apostolic Reformation, adhere to the main tenets of the New Apostolic Reformation, and um, and are to be marked and avoided. So just for the sake that half of the, the, the speakers are part of the NAR, part of Bethel, part of 
other major, major NAR churches in the world, um, for those things, it, it ought to be marked and avoided. Do not attend. Do not send your people. Do not go to it yourself. Pastor, warn your flock. Maybe send this video around. Um, I, I'd, I'd appreciate it if you gave me a, th a thumbs up, a like, and a subscribe. Pass it on. And we'll, we'll get the word out that this uh, event ought to be uh, marked and avoided, as Paul warns us to do in Romans 16, 17. Mark and avoid those who oppose sound doctrine. And all those leaders that I mentioned oppose sound doctrine. So that's all for now, guys. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Church Entrepreneurs Podcast. You can find out more about my ministry at my website at richardpmore.net. I also blog at richardpmore.blogspot.com. You're welcome to follow me on Twitter if you still do that kind of thing, at richardpmore23 is my handle. You can also email it, us at churchpreneurs at gmail.com. That's C-H-U-R-C-H-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R-S at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any ideas for a podcast episode or any comments or questions, please reach out on one of those platforms. Until next time, God bless and take care. <music>